1: fun, let's at least not be bored. Come on, It's
0: time. And we're
1: live. It is Friday, April 29th, 5 03 PM Eastern Time. It is 2.03 PM in the sunny California region in which Ben is currently located. And um, I think Eli is currently located.
0: That's yeah, right. That's I spent the morning with Eli, um, and uh, we were were in the same location in beautiful Sausalito. uh, And now I am uh, just crossed the Golden Gate Bridge on my way to San Francisco International Airport to fly home.
1: Cool. Very cool. That's great. Um, Well, I am captaining. Um, And I'm going to, welcome to cheese night. I mean, I guess like every night these days is cheese night. Ben, if we have ever a spinoff, maybe the spinoff should just be cheese nights.
0: I think uh, it's always really cheese night. I mean. I know. (laughs) So uh, Eli, I think um, you're the right person to answer this question because you are the founder of the conference in question uh why was i in san francisco people are asking in the chat um, sure what's the what's the history of this conference
2: yeah Um,
3: well one purpose was just to up your fashion game to evolve past dog shirts but i think i think we just you know we didn't succeed in that respect so um so yeah i'm just i'm just bringing the heat from from the, the 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 first minute but the um
1: from downtown, Eli <laughs> dunking on the dog shirts. Uh, yeah. I mean, Ben, do you have a rebuttal?
0: I mean, look, Eli, we did a live podcast taping last night uh, with Corey Shockey and with the sitting Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for uh, cyber, Mika Oyang. And Eli opened his question by dunking on dog, uh, dog, dog shirts, which I wasn't even wearing a dog shirt. <laughs> Out of respect for the, for the uh, uh, assembled dignitaries, I had put on uh, a, a proper uh, shirt. And he threw shade at dog shirts, though no dog shirt was even present. I'm gonna leave it in on uh, when we run the lawfare podcast i just want you all to appreciate how inappropriate this was and so I'm, t- I'm i am taking the opportunity of retaliating by doing an entire show devoted to the fact that Eli is currently unemployed
1: i know i there actually I want to say, I want to have i want to have a moment for this because the text message exchanged this morning between ben and i went like this um, well, last night you sent me some pictures. You're like, I have a guest for Friday. And then you're like, actually, Camille Francois acquired us a guest for Friday. I was like, we should have Camille back <laughs> on also. But like, yes, like Camille And then I got a bunch of texts from Camille that were quite funny. And then anyways, it was a uh, it was collectively very hilarious. And then the this morning though there was the so yeah if you could announce the show i'm like traveling and doing this thing that would be great uh and i'm like the title to announce the show is eli needs a job i was like like,
3: Like, i'm such a i'm such such a charity case uh yeah and i was
1: like do we really want to do that to our good friend eli like what is going on i
3: I can take it i i also appreciate the support because to, to put everything on hey. my knees, I do in fact have have a new job. It'll be starting in a few weeks, and I'll I'll, I'll share more about that when I can. Um, yeah. But um, I appreciate Ben's concern over my well being, and so he and I <laughs> made sure to enjoy the the beautiful vistas and weather in Sausalito. At this gathering, which is really just taking um, journalists um, and putting them together with top experts who study cyber disinformation-related issues, and really just saying, like, "Hey, let's let's talk about the most important issues. Let's go deep. Let's mix on and off the record, and really just help the journalists continue to learn and just improve their reporting and really educate the public and just contribute to a more informed conversation about these really important media issues that that um, you know your podcast and others talk about all the time." So it was a. Just you know, a really good you know small group of folks and spending a couple of days together talking about.
1: I you know, love that. I think you know. it's such a great service. And like, I didn't know that you did this, but this is like this is also we should talk soon because this is also what I um, have planned for next year. Absolutely. Um, when well, I'm at the rebooting social media at Harvard. Um, so yeah, great. so we should talk. But um, so this is very cool. But tell us, I want to actually so. For those that are not familiar with Eli, Eli has been on the show before. We didn't give you a proper introduction because we're too busy throwing throwing punches at each other like it was pugilism week. Um, <clears throat> it was not pugilism week, Ben. Um,
0: it may be it may be pugilism adjacent week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but I uh, I was thinking that basically. Uh, I was thinking that about basically the fact that we you have been at the Oversight Board um, and that was, I think, the last time that you were on the show Yeah, um, was nice. when you were was in your role at the Oversight Board, so you since right. left. Um, and so I'm just kind of like interested to know, like for those unfamiliar and again, just to read everyone into the room, the Facebook Oversight Board, something that I have covered extensively, something that we talk about a lot on the show, this idea that there is this government um kind of court that is going to kind of oversee the government of uh facebook and adjudicate on online speech issues and whether or not facebook is kind of meeting those standards um and eli was on the administrative side of that for the last how long were you there for i was there about
3: about 14 14 15 months yeah a little over a year
1: Yeah. yeah and so like what was you know from your experience what was that kind of situation like like what would you compare it to what did people inside it compare it to like what you know like it's like it's fascinating to start an organization and watch it kind of become an extension of the people that found it but I, i really would love to hear more
3: i think if you were to ask um you know 10 different people inside the board, you'd get, I don't know, seven to eight different answers of what exactly you would like to compare it to, which is I think part of the the promise and also the challenge, right, is that it is such a novel experiment. So, you know, Facebook Supreme Court, an apt analogy, does it have elements of working in a court and sort of, you know, staffing cases and developing case files, sure. I think what it felt like a mix of most was a mix of sort of like a small technology company sort of sprinting to keep up with a really big one while trying to be deliberative, like a court and be sort of inclusive and globally, globally engaged, like certain nonprofits and some international organizations with some of the bureaucracy that goes with some of those things and, 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 and pulling from here and there into this very unique construct that was designed on paper and then encountered reality. And and I think the most fun was sort of when reality sort of um you know came came a knocking and, and how do you respond, right? And, and and how do you do that in a way um that's serious, that's credible, given, you know, frankly, the level of attention, the expectations, the import of Facebook and Instagram in a lot of people's lives. And so um every day had different uh, different fire drills, different challenges, different really interesting conversations.
1: I have not heard it described and this is saying something I've not heard it described as a smaller technology on a larger technology company. I love that. But I also just kind of want to say that there was this moment at some point in which I was like covering and embedded at Facebook with the government team. And I was like, I am covering the most boring part of this. (laughs) Like, (laughs) not like, not, you know, not like a, um, not, you know, kind of a uh, moment in which it was like, okay, like, I mean, there were really fascinating things, but some of it was like, actually, like, it was all just kind of like, oh, it actually matters so much less what you write right now, because it's all about what it's going to be, like, you know, turned into. What do you, like, so, like, yeah. what were some of the conversations around that? Was it, was it, was that in people's consciousness at the time? Like, so- in, Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I joined at an interesting time, right? Because I joined, I think, a week after the Trump case had been referred over from Facebook and accepted, right? So I came I in. forgot
1: that. Yeah, I so I, I joined in
3: February um, of, of um, last year. And, you know, we had three teams of folks working on sort of the content related issues, picking cases, analyzing them, adjudicating them, doing the human rights analysis, supporting the board members, right, who make the ultimate decisions about what happens, and you know it was it was at a stage where you know cases had been just going like this, right? They started in October, you know, first round of cases, and then Trump case comes along, and so it, it it was a lot, and there wasn't a lot of time to reflect, right, and to step back and and breathe while you're in the minute, you know, you're in the crux of like this this is the crucible, right? Like whatever metaphor you want to throw at it, you know, it, it was that times ten and it's only in retrospect right once you've had time for things to calm down to actually reflect upon what's working what's not and i think some of the interesting things to think about are you know there's a real emphasis on in the board's design on, on user appeals right for good reason a lot of users are unhappy with the way they feel that facebook treats them and and their expression on the platform Um, and they don't feel like they get great customer service. And when their accounts are restricted, like what do they do? And they feel like they complain and get a notice and it disappears into a black hole. And I'm not saying that's always what happens, but you know, it happens sometimes and, and the board from a certain perspective is really supposed to be a check on that and make sure that users can have a voice and that Facebook can be held to account and that these rules are viewed as fair and, and, and credible. The, the challenge in reality though, is that. A lot of times users really care about issues that matter to them that aren't sort of these big meaty topics that are in the news that that you or Ben or others are like, these are the hard issues in content moderation. Those are not always the issues that come in through user appeals. Uh, and so. Um, I,
1: I love this point. To to
3: yeah. So it's like. It's like how many memes about serial killers do people want reinstated that is not the kind of media issue that the oversight board is really
1: all of them what (laughs) What are you censors I, I, i am
0: pro serial killer memes on facebook i think that's the highest point of american and international culture uh and i can't crime, und- crime is
1: where it's at people yeah i mean
0: what, why would we have a facebook but for to share such matters um so i <laughs>
1: like the live murder of eli sugarman on today's show no <laughs>
3: That's no, no, me no, no, no creeping no, no, up behind no, no. me you no, in my house yeah no. we we
0: don't we don't do that so i have a question <laughs> eli i want to know whether um after working at the Oversight Board for a year and a bit, um you're, you emerge fundamentally a believer in the project, yeah. Or whether you emerge fundamentally a skeptic of the of of the project, is it? Um, is it like who's right in the? Debate between those uh, like Kate who see um, the the essential project as a um, as an, a really interesting experiment in law yeah. building institutions, right. and those who see the institution as essentially a you know a, a PR, PR cosmetic exercise. layer yeah. for yeah. for Facebook.
3: Yeah. So. I mean, I, I'm firmly in the first camp. I mean, I I think it's a very important worthwhile experiment and a lot is already being learned and will be learned about what is working well and what what needs to change, right? And what's not working well and whether other companies join the board, copy it to make something similar or something dissimilar, it will have influenced a lot of, I think the evolution of of content moderation at scale. And with the DSA coming, um, with all of its, um, warts, if we even know what they are, since I don't really think there's a real draft out there because the that's. The
1: only person that knows all the warts, as far as I know, is Daphne Kelly. is Daphne. So, Besser. so I'm <laughs> going off of Daphne
3: Kelly. What I read, Daphne wrote, and I, I tend to, I tend to think that Daphne knows more about me, knows more about most things than I do. So I'm going to.
1: Well, most things than we've all forgotten. So yeah.
3: It, it, except, except my, my perhaps, um, nerdy collection that we're going to talk about in a little yes. bit. Yes. For, oh, for listeners. So but um but, but just as let like, her drop that teaser. Um but yeah I mean listen I I I think if you want to talk about what are some of the design decisions that in retrospect may not have borne out. I think I think there's an interesting conversation to be had there. You know, is it a PR exercise? Like partially of course but like I, I don't really think that's dispositive, right? I think I think there is a substantive commitment to having the board meaningfully influence what happens on the platform like that's clear as day to me and you can go as high up in the executive ladder as you want is everybody at meta supportive and totally bought in absolutely not but like what complex bureaucracy would everybody be completely bought in and supportive all of a sudden when you're fundamentally changing the power structure and the oversight mechanism and the answer is no none so i i think as
1: it should be right like right, there because would, if I everybody mean, was one hundred percent buying, you it even less. I know it's like right. so, so, it's so, but how but these things work? Yeah,
3: I'm more than like I, I do think that like it's not all a rosy picture, but I I do think that 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 clearly, in, in my book, this is a worthwhile institution. It will have an impact. It will not probably meet everybody's expectations because they were so unreasonable to begin with. Um. But no, I think it's, it's fascinating. I and have I'm, very
2: low expectations. And, it's and so- I'm going gonna,
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you some of the things I'm going to be using my fun employment to do, which is I'm going to file appeals with the board to see what happens. Because <laughs> now I can do that. I'm not an employee anymore. So I can just like inundate my old teams with appeals. And so I'm going to go look this at other amazing. people's accounts and this report is Scott contact. This
1: Shapiro level trolling. Totally.
3: I'm, I'm going to see what shady stuff Alicia is posting or Ben is trolling and try to make a case as to why they're violating have and come down. And then I'm going to make... I'm going to issue. I'm going to. I'm going to respond to to all the cases of public comments, adding my thoughts on those. And so, because anybody can comment and substantive comments, I can guarantee you are closely read and do influence the thinking of the board. So, I'm going to do that. And so, in some of my spare time, once I'm done, you know, like doing other things too.
1: I love that. Oh man, we have to have you back on soon to talk more about that. I want to hear like your, I want to hear your travails in in filing appeals with the board. I think that'd be great. Alicia, is so great to see you. Nice to have you back uh, co-hosting. You look lovely as always. Um, and uh, I, you can jump in at any point to ask questions with um, Eli, but um, I was just going to say that the next question that I had was, do you think that something like the Oversight Board, Eli, becomes more or less important because of what's happening at Twitter this week?
3: I mean, what's happening at Twitter this week is just-
1: What is happening at Twitter this week? I, I left it purposefully ambiguous.
3: <laughs> I mean, there are so many ways that one could comment. It's, I think I think one thing that, that bears sort of repeating to those who aren't part of the, the trust and safety debate on Twitter is just um, when the owner to be starts targeting employees which then leads to quite a bit of harassment it's, so actually just...
1: could you impact the Vijay thing cuz i think that most people are not totally aware of like that scenario i wasn't specifically talking sure. about that i was just talking yeah, about-
3: yeah no so, 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 i mean so, so basically the short version is like you know elon like retweeted a couple problematic individuals who are conspiracy conspiracy theorists pizza gate far right trolls essentially which then led to and, and you know named individual twitter employees especially in legal and trust and safety who then you know received a torrent of of crap and really nasty offensive dangerous stuff which is what happens when you behave this way online and it's just totally unprofessional and not cool and and and, and dangerous and like it's just it's it's pretty disgusting and, and, and it's also so, just
1: like so many people in trust and safety already are yeah. sifting through everybody's garbage right. and then they become the target like, of it like, favor of not having to barf over right. genocide photos on their wheaties and like it's kind of like and, and now, this you're, is, now you're
3: having like nazis come after you it's like thanks i'm, I'm really glad yeah, I'm exactly. i am really, having like, really appreciate that guy that, that's some good leadership right there and then you had you know former ceos and folks of the company saying like bullying isn't leadership which I agree with a hundred percent and it it went from there. And so it's just, yeah, it's, it's,
1: yeah.
2: Can we get an appeals board for Musk's buying Twitter?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the world, Alicia, that we're all in that board.
0: (laughs) I think we just need an appeals court for Elon Musk's personal Twitter feed. Well, yeah.
3: I mean the point. DSA I mean the DSA requiring sort of you know out out of you know out of court alternative dispute res or whatever the phrasing is for all EU users is you know for So very I just large- want
1: to say this. so the so the DSA for people who are not aware is the Digital Services Act and like it is that is coming down soon um from the UK and this is this EU. idea EU sorry what did I say UK oh sorry yeah uh EU and there was um There basically has been this discussion about, I mean, it's going to be many layered in kind of its effect, but the DSA will essentially say in a bunch of ways that there has to be some type of alternative dispute resolution mechanism. And alternative dispute resolution mechanism in the law is a very specific thing. It typically means a couple of private companies, which they are mostly just two in the world that are giant corporate private companies that run alternative dispute resolutions that basically you adhere yourself to um by buying a ticket from Ticketmaster or buying a cruise on carnival uh that basically you say i if anything that happens in any of these types of situations right, like that i'm putting myself in on this cruise i agree to have it heard by jams right and jams is going to run which is like this like like a yeah. company that runs private court courts yeah. private courts, yeah. private arbitration and they, courts or arbitration courts and so there's like yeah i never thought i'd say jams on (laughs) on like uh on this podcast but yes it's true and so anyways so all of this happens and these courts are notoriously in impervious to the idea of actual alternative dispute resolution is like very kind of like not any of the qualities of an actual court like lacks all of that as you might expect it when someone is footing, like Carnival Cruise Lines is footing the bill that like possibly this ends up in the exact same place as everything else, Um, but yes. Uh, So I have to ask though, like the one thing that Ben didn't mention was like, is like the kind of the, the people who think that the oversight board is like jams is like basically like the idea that you're creating and can you tell me how it's like a little bit different or people saw yeah so
3: so i i think what the dsa envisions is going to be like jams on steroid right yeah and it's basically going to be like sweatshop mill content moderation review at scale just given the you know if if as reported by daphne and others sort of the scope of it is basically like and any enforcement action against your content, you can then appeal, and it has to be adjudicated. I mean, that's just bananas. But um, I mean, and and I don't know what what like the throughput is on Jam. The sort of you know global, but it's it's you know, just think about like the just millions and millions of, of things that are going to have to be reviewed. So the oversight board um, is not faceless. These things don't happen sort of in some. It's you know like you know who the judges are, right? There are twenty of them. They are very carefully selected. Um, they are leaders in their respective domains, um, you know. And so I think I think it starts with you have more confidence than Jams, and because you know who's actually the, who's who's the, who's the ultimate decision maker, right? And you could say like I have a ton of faith in in Michael McConnell or Julia Wono or 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 you know which, whichever board member happens um, to stand out to you. And I think beyond that, it's it's clear, I think if you follow what the board writes and says, it has a dedication to international human rights that is woven into its DNA and its founding documents, right? And, and that goes all the way down to the staff, many of whom come from folks who have worked on human rights at nonprofits and tribunals, trying to hold evildoers to account and then protect individuals. And so I think unlike perhaps JAMS, the board really views itself as credible, transparent, and and standing in for users and giving them redress and really there's pushing people to do better for users.
1: There's also more of a, there is also a far less direct line in terms of money and trust of like, and like the, the, like the, the, the to, Totally fair.
3: That, right. It's yeah. a much more arm's length relationship and the whole Delaware trust structure of the board, which it's
1: is great, like the beautiful. corporate governance
3: of the board is something that is like fascinating to dig into and, and and may lead to lots of eyes glazing over if we go down that rabbit hole. But but future, I know, so future conversations, there's a lot there that's interesting, but but absolutely right. I mean, the, the board does not work at the best of this book. Like having been on the inside, I can tell you, you don't get calls from Facebook saying like, go do this and tell us to do that. Or we're only giving you money if like none of that stuff like happens. And so to the extent people think that's the kind of relationship, like it very categorically is not. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Often it's, you know, like, do we have arguments with them? Uh huh. Or is it just like, hey, we need to like share information to figure out, you know, what our role in this is and what yours is? And and so there is a bit of the finding one's way because what's written in paper doesn't actually cover all the eventualities. But it's a very serious independent organization that is not sort of like jams where you're working at the behest of, you know, the
1: corporate. I'm like, I'm kind of like relieved to hear you say that because you're, you know, you're confirmed. because of course I am, because you're kind of confirming what my my what my assessment is also. But, but I, I think yeah, I hope I hope that that's right. Alicia, do you want to jump in? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like walk talk over you, but I would love to hear any of your questions. Hey, I
2: didn't, I didn't know I was going to co-host. Yeah, of course um, you are. I, I was on, I said I was on a different call that Eli had made me take, and I was late for this, so I'm coming in. So I okay. I've got a million questions, but maybe you can't answer them. One would be like, what is there a type of content that is most commonly referred for review to the to the board, yeah. and are you able to talk about that? And if you're not able to talk about can that, can you? Can I would like to know an example of what you're going to write in? I mean, <laughs> we play charades. <laughs> Okay, yes, yeah, hand to mine. Let's go. Yeah, okay. Now I want to do that. Especially because of the shirt problem. We'll discuss. I later. mean my shirt
3: problem or Ben's. Like, you know, no. Um
2: <laughs> Your problem with oh, Ben's problem. My shirt. Ben's bench. Okay. So yeah, stop policing
1: Ben's shirts.
3: So the I mean, we have a pretty the board has a pretty detailed transparency report that I think goes like I mean it's I mean, it's really long to be honest with you and really gets into the kinds of cases that most commonly get appealed. Um, you know, it doesn't obviously give examples because we're not, you know, allowed to share the actual pieces of content for privacy and other considerations like and actually show them. But, but you know, it's, it's pretty clearly bucketed by like what community standard is implicated. Is it violence and incitement? Is it dangerous individuals and organizations? And, and so typically the major ones are, you know, hate speech, bullying and harassment, a fair amount of dangerous individuals and organizations, um, you know, and then a a few other smaller buckets. Like the kinds of things that most often get appealed are, um, so the ratio, so there are two kinds of appeals that come in. The first is like your post has come down and you want it reinstated. So you're appealing to restore content by like something like a 12 to 13 to one ratio, like that's, like the vast majority of what we get the other kind is when you see something on the platform you want to bring it down because you think it's violating and it hasn't been caught yet and so that's a much smaller number and the former you know a lot of people want to appeal their own posts that maybe they use a slur or a swear word or they call somebody a name or something mean that is that is hate speech or it's considered bullying you know bullying or harassment it's, it's, it's a ton of that stuff where the appellant typically asserts that they did not intend you know to do whatever facebook is is saying you know violated the community standard and didn't know what the rule was based so it's basically saying i don't have the intent or like i didn't think i was doing what i'm not allowed to do because i did not actually know what i was allowed to do or not do on the platform and so i would say that's sort of the vast majority of it and then it's also you know then you know but but beyond that, like, you know, what regions U.S. and Europe are way overrepresented, right? Big effort underweight the board to try to get the global south. There you go. Um, and, and other, you know, really important parts of the world that are underrepresented in the appeals queue to sort of get up. So, yeah, that's sort of like at a high level what we see a lot of.
2: Has anyone who appealed their own posts come around to realizing that they were offensive in the end?
3: So i mean like there are
1: yeah how is sure, the, rest- uh, the restorative justice side i'm sure the answer clear. is yes
3: i mean so, so 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 the truth the truth of the matter is right like of the however many thousand appeals a day the board chooses a very small number of those cases given sort of how how laborious and like detailed the work product is and so there isn't like a massive sample size of folks who have been through the process but as far as like at the end right and then the case is decided right has there have been like you know two dozen decisions issued to date roughly um but who's been through the appeals process and didn't get their case accepted and they realize by virtue of going through the appeal that hey maybe yeah sure people you know like do say oh i now understand what happened better and then they like they they you know they take it down for good and don't appeal the restoration or they'll just perm delete it because you know but they don't always, they, you know, like there isn't a ton of communication there. So it's, it's, you can't always know what they're doing. Although, you know, the board does have the ability to message, you know, people who have appealed, you know, once a case is at a certain stage to get a bit more information about why they did what they did, you know, ask questions, things like that. And also to, you know, make sure they stay safe, right? Because part of this is like, you, you want to make sure that their appeal does not then put them in harm's way, which unfortunately, you know, could in theory happen in certain countries.
1: No, totally. Um, Ben doesn't understand that we can't hear him. Nobody can hear you, Ben. Um, but also I made a Ben in the back seat of a lift wearing his mask, uh, ooh, uh, paper bag puppet. So Ben, if that you want quiet. to just ask a question over the text message, um, that I have in front of me, you can ask the question, then I will read it. And it won't at all be awkward or weird because we already have the Lisa beige puppet behind me. Because why does Kate have a pile of paper bags in front of her laptop is the question you should be asking yourself. I can um,
2: barely find a pen half the time to take notes in front of my laptop, but you've got bags entire craft station I, over here. I, I, have,
3: I have hair clips that obviously are not mine, but my daughters have amazing hair. And these are just like all throughout the house. And so I just find them everywhere and then fidget with them on calls and stuff. So if anybody needs brightly colored hair clips, got a collection.
1: I, have I keep an expo this little marker. guy. I don't have an expo board. I just <laughs> have. I have all, these all over my house because I teach and so I just take them home with me in my pockets and like I'm I like I feel as if this it's okay is to hoard
3: pens. Nobody's judging.
1: Yeah. Um Ben says Eli needs to stop shirt shaming me. Yeah that's and true. I'm going to go through TSA in the show. He's currently going through TSA. So this is good. This is like is he I in feel Boston? like Boston?
3: Her- he's in an I SFO. Her.
1: Oh, you're gonna go through TSA in the show? Are you gonna literally? So we're just like, are they gonna, gonna, gonna let you do that? Yeah. No, probably not. Well, who cares? Just we're you know, going from to DC—they're not for Ben Wittes. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> this is so, Ben Wittes is a man of norms. Eli, can we talk about the shirts for a minute? Yes. Sure. Please. No. What, what? Why?
3: Why?
2: Why? Yeah. Why? Why are you shirt shaming?
3: I mean. They remind me of those yeah, shirts you would like see like three for ten dollars at like the store on the side of the boardwalk or like some tourist thing you'd see like down by the mall in DC that's just like totally absurd and tacky. And like I just I I get that now he's doing it to troll, but like
1: dog shirts are expensive. Dog shirts are expensive. Sorry. Then please. I don't
3: get that. I don't get why. Like I I just, you know, I don't know. It's not like I think I'm like you know, like particularly fashionable, but like a dog shirt like that. I, I just I don't I don't I just don't get it. Um,
2: he it, literally makes TSA it makes people happy. I'm
3: glad it makes him happy. Like, um, you know, I want Ben to be happy. So whatever he needs to be happy. So I'm I'm now pro Ben wearing the shirt.
2: I mean, I would I would I would love a dog shirt. I had to wear oh, okay. an maga hat for my show. So that's the only thing I had and that was purchased in DC.
1: Um, oh, I it, should draw. I have to draw a puppet. Oh my god, Shalish, What a great idea! Puppet on the dog shirt. I, um, I think, a think dog like shirt it, on the puppet.
3: Kate, is there I like a new of?
1: I also want you to note the detail that I was
3: the salt, the salt about. and pepper. Yeah, that that's the salt and, pepper,
1: um, the salt and pepper. One eyebrow. Come I'm on. impressed. I know. If you, you want to me to make sure that like my, my
3: beard has the same like characteristics <laughs> here. Um, Are you going to do
1: Eli now? Speaking of being down by the boardwalk, I'll be down by the boardwalk next, <laughs> like Sunday, doing caricatures for $10. A <laughs> like, stop on by, I'll put you on a paper bag and make you famous. <laughs> like One of
2: my supervisors is looking for a caricaturist today. Wait, really? There's
3: there the market.
2: Yes yes and i couldn't offer any because the only one i've ever encountered that did ours was in kazan russia and i'm pretty sure none of us are going back to find him now oh jesus that's yeah. dark <laughs> is, there, is there that what in Lua- i do kate i just go straight back i know it's dark. just like, it's
1: just go like there. It's Okay, yeah are, are there in lieu really of fun like,
3: cool. like swag like do you have an in lieu of fun like you know oh, like yes, law fair okay okay because yeah. you could yeah. add oh branded, like dog shirts, you know, I'm sure it may already be in there. I, I may just be ignorant as to your product offerings, but um, in lieu of fun dog shirts, like, you know, I think, you know, folks would buy them.
2: So will yeah, you probably. wear one if we give one to you?
3: Absolutely. 100%. I'm, 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 I, I will, I will do that. I will take silly bets to wear silly things, you know, for sure. Yes.
1: So so I feel like that's this? an admirable trait in people is the ability to make fun of themselves and just be made a fool of. Absolutely. I. I hate the taking the cells too seriously. I'm butchering this dog cartoon on the dog shirt, (laughs) butchering it. You'll see. I mean, I'm more than happy to go
3: through the rest of the show with like, I don't know if I can get this like hair clip to like accentuate.
2: (laughs) I tried to put it up here.
3: I just don't have enough hair. So it just doesn't stay.
2: That's amazing. I keep seeing everybody talking about merch and now I cannot unsee merch tied to elon musk in his tweet um about starting a university and then the merch and wow that's it's nice right
1: Is that, that a, a dog, started, like
3: the one behind you or is that I, a dog like
1: now? I think it ended, I think that I started to, I was trying to do that. Do you remember that old kind of like you draw, it was like a story and you would draw it and there was the pawns, and then it was like, it turned out to be a dog. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think I was, there's also one that was with a frog, but I kind of forget that but I think I kind of mixed them up mm-hmm. and then like, now it's a black hole frog dog shirt. And so. um, Like a Dumbo dog. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome, Ben. Do you like your new shirt? No, he can't hear me.
2: It's really know. reduced his. It's the. It's made.
1: It's very spelt. <laughs> it's. Uh, I think it might be Pepe. I'm a little worried. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Definitely now,
2: not. When,
1: I'm. just that
2: <laughs> taken down? Like, does Pepe get taken down? Would you need an appeal for that?
1: i don't know man the zeitgeist has moved past pepe i don't know where the zeitgeist is on pepe anymore i feel the like the poor no. guy who
2: created pepe wanted to try to reclaim it because it wasn't supposed to be like that
1: but now it's just like saying jiff i guess yeah <laughs> basically um i'm yeah, yeah, exactly wait so hold on you you were going to tell us about your collectible toys Oh, yeah, no. toys. Okay, right, so first so... of all, define what it, this is that we're supposed to be talking okay, about.
3: Okay, so so um, when I was growing up, after I went through collecting baseball cards and football cards and comic books, I then was like, I need something else to collect. And given that I'm a huge sort of 80s pop culture sci-fi fan nerd, gravitated towards sort of like the toys that I had grown up with. And so as a result of that, you know, basically, and I now have like a small collection left, like started collecting like vintage Star Wars toys and other things. And so this is Yoda from 1980. Wow. And it's Hold on. I'm in...
1: going to put you on big so that people can yeah. see.
3: So, so before there was eBay, there were other online marketplaces and you could like, you know, basically find these and collect them and stuff. And then businesses came along and they said, hey, it's an imperfect market because the condition of these things is all that matters. And I don't trust this other person on the other side of the, you know, they could be a dog for all I know. And this so you can, you can send them off and get them sealed in plastic that basically ensures their condition. And then there's basically this little sticker here that is hard to read at the angle.
2: Yeah, is yeah.
3: professionally graded And it has a number. This one has a 75 plus that basically says what condition it's in. And so this was my favorite transformer growing up. Grimlock. He was the leader of the Dinobots. Um, You know, this one's from 1985. The uh, Yoda I showed you. Yoda is my favorite Star Wars character. Obviously, he made his first appearance in the second movie, Empire Strikes Back. And so these are, you know, like, you can tell what size they are in relation to me. And then the stuff that, like, you know, takes up more spaces. There was a whole line of, like, 15-inch Star Wars, 12 to 15-inch. So this is Bubba Fett. Um, You know, the famous bounty hunter that's now the subject of of So this one's from 1979, and this one is out of the package and loose, and you can see how cool a figure it is. And so I used to have this one in my office, and then the the jewel of the crown, if you will, in the collection is that same figure, but sealed in the original box that has never been opened. And so, you know, this thing is like, you can see how big it is in relation to me, right? It's, It's sort of, this one's in quite good condition, and you can see the, you know, corners aren't dented too poorly, the graphics are in good shape. And Can so I, you know, know. I have like, you know, some of those, and that's what that's sort of the, the nerdy collection.
1: Alicia's two questions. I have I have eight <laughs> questions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up. But Alicia, I go have ahead. Two
2: questions, and one of them's really trolly. Eli, sure. how do you think that this hobby of yours has impacted your ability to buy a house in Palo Alto?
3: Okay. Answer to that question is um as you know, we just bought a new it house. It's not and in a half Palo Alto.
2: It's not in Palo Alto. But these are investments Like
3: like these these to be that nerdy, like I have an insurance writer to cover some of these because like, you know, because you know, but um they give me they give me joy. Um so yeah, I don't I don't currently spend money on this. It's just like, you know, a, a collection that I still have. So it's not growing, I guess would be one way to put it because because of that, because I don't spend you know the kind of money that these are now worth on acquiring new ones um
2: congrats on the house i, I guess my then follow-up question was that like could you use these as assets to get the loan yeah um,
3: they, can
1: they be security on your lien
3: uh, yeah like yeah on my lien. Of yeah yeah of when they,
1: Tesla for twitter
3: I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go into the pawn shop and pawn these um so uh you know maybe in relation to a car but um It'll, it'll, it'll. You'll be happy to know that I, I get, I get a lot of grief about these from, uh, from members of the family who are not as enthused about this um, collection and hobby as I am. So. Um,
2: my second question is: Do you have any Hercules in there?
3: I do not have any Hercules. No, I have Transformers, Star Wars, Voltron, and one Thundercat.
2: Does anybody else remember the Hercules? What about the gems? The
3: 80s? Yeah, I don't and have the, the gems. Do have- I do remember gems. I do remember Hercules you know I, I remember all the stuff from gobots to he-man to you know like he-man uh, he-man
1: i'd never watched he-man i did i had the, i slightly, had those toys you were slightly off my zeitgeist of like i think i'm slightly younger than you
2: um, i'm your age
1: apparently um i was like i don't know i don't i i think i was like gems and like I don't know. Chippendale Rescue Rangers and like mm-hmm. I don't know, like the um Captain Planet is Captain like Planet. Of, oh yeah, was like one of my like main. Hmm. I was even like borderline Inspector not Joes. and yeah. Inspector Gadget. Oh, G. Joe,
3: Snake A. Eyes A. was like it was like one A. of my and favorite well, characters. Teenage
1: Mutant Ninja Turtles was my main mm-hmm. thing. That was like A. my A. big with the van. I think yeah. I first knew that I was gay when I like had a crush in April O'Neil like I was like oh I'm a little bit gay uh as they say like, <laughs> like People, but not in Florida um, so, so, but, so yeah. if you
3: ever if you ever want to have fun go on eBay and type in your favorite character from any of those cartoons and toy lines we just talked about and then sort sort the return based on highest price at the top and you will be just fascinated to see what some of those things go for if they are you know um if they're professionally graded like this in a plastic, you know, can, like, it, it, it'll blow your mind. Um, and all of those, all of those different cartoons and toy lines have, like, collector communities behind them.
1: So can I, so I, so wait, Alicia, did you have another question? Or is that both of them? No, it was a snarky comment. Like, that sounds like playing the Ben Florida has a question game. and it he's waving frantically. This is terrible that, I, hold Uh-oh. on, we have a, we have Uh-oh. a solution, we have a solution for this, Ben. Go for it, Ben. Go for it. Just do it. Say what you want to say. Hang on. Hang oh. Hang on. Typo. <laughs> uh,
3: Johnny Quest was the great. Yes, totally right. DC Johnny Sky Quest is James collecting
1: toys and is. Wait a second. Wait for it. Wait for it.
3: Sigmund Freud, my Whining father. Finding about
1: dog shirts. That could have gone anywhere, but I'm glad it went where it went. <laughs> there's a poll, ben,
3: well, ben, there's a poll going on right now that asks ben which is more ridiculous. Oh, Ben made, made the poll? poll. Okay. Yeah. I voted against you in the poll.
1: Um, you voted against him in the poll. We're, there is a poll right now happening. And Oh my God! It, this is like, uh, this is a this is a close race, folks. It is like. Come six, on,
3: folks! Six, vote in the poll. Six, you gotta, you know, val, validate six, my, my 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 nerdy collecting habit. Like-
2: all of the agnostic i people. voted, but you're the poll. way I lean.
3: Wait, oh the poll God. is not the question is not phrased well. Is it more or less ridiculous than dog shirts? you
1: try to run a show, make make a paper doll puppet, <laughs> and then also text but, with what, Ben Witness at the same time and make a poll, Eli. But, I don't know. He know he is, like, but, but is yes voted?
3: more or less ridiculous? <laughs> like what what are you voting? Like, what is oh, the statement? <laughs> so it's like, so we both win. That's my point. <laughs> Everybody wins. Everybody
1: wins. Okay, oh we're in agreement. I, I, <laughs> just, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just like, I just <laughs> I typed out what Ben said to me and then put in the answers. <laughs> and so you're all crazy. Actually, is the winning answer? There you go. That's the that's the winning <laughs> one. Let me let me start. I'm just. It's been a long week, friends. Eli's hobby. <laughs> This is better than tech glitches. Oh my, say. there's a good
2: question from Itamar. Can we do this one? No, no, he's coming I don't know on. how to
1: Yeah, I know. He's coming okay. on. He's he's waiting. Um actually maybe I will do, do this that, right now. Though. Itamar. Uh unmute yourself. The floor is yours. I get to unmute myself?
2: Yeah.
3: Uh is is the good question the kind of slightly mean-spirited one or the the one about
2: bring it
3: bring it on i can handle it
2: Oh,
3: oh by the way i actually have like a bit of a dog shirt but it's there
1: oh my god look at ben gloating Jesus, I'm trying to fill out this poll. I can't believe I made this. Poll. What did you do? <laughs> more, more, I can't okay. believe I made the yes or no pour for poll for a more or less question. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like how how tired I am today. Yeah. But okay. you were quoted so, in Canadian media this week, so that's huge. I, I almost did that. In did I tell you this story? No, of course I didn't because we haven't talked. But like, but anyways, hold on. Itamar, go ahead and ask your question.
2: Okay,
3: so I, I grew up with Toy Story, and nothing
1: makes me sadder than seeing toys sit in a wall not being played with, oh. just being kept in Yeah.
3: And they're not posed in any interesting ways, they're just like in their boxes. So does, mm-hmm. does that not make like you a... sad? No, because here's the thing. I also have the ones that are open that I I play with, that my, my kids and I play with, like, this is my rancor from when I was a kid from Return of the Jedi, the big thing that, like, lives in, you know, that, and then I have my Soundwave figure that is all beat up and missing pieces that we transform from a cassette player into a robot, and so, and then a couple other Transformers, this, I think is Snarl, one of the other Dinobots, anyways, you can see it's a little busted because we, I played with it a lot, and so I'm with you. I try to have a balance of the ones that are still played with and give joy to me and my kids, and then those that I preserve for uh, you know for longer periods of time. But I, I totally hear you. It's totally totally fair.
1: I love that question. Um. So I, <clears throat> so to the preservation question, and specifically this idea of like you send these away with a barcode or whatever. It seems yeah. very NFT to me, very mm-hmm. blockchainy. But actually, the difference between kind of NFTs, which are these completely so non-fungible tokens. Um so I've been having this conversation with a lot of my property students which is that like why is it that like why aren't NFTs a thing? I'm like no they're a thing, but you're buying like it's kind of like how do I put this? Instead of buying the actual toy and hold up your boba fett, one of your like boba fets it's like in the thing, right? And like kind of like the barcode. Like imagine that if you're buying an NFT instead of buying this collectible action figure, you're buying just that barcode. Like that is like literally what you're bidding on is the barcode. Not Nothing that the barcode is physically or legally or in any way attached to, but the barcode. And like, yes, if you're just in the business of like minting barcodes, you could make, turn that in, you could create a, try to create a market for that and create money. Um, But i've been trying to tell my students Mm -hmm. that it's very much like the the prize like soap with a prize inside have you guys ever heard this from like deadwood which is one of my favorite shows but there's like the scene in which like it's kind of wild west and it's great in this sense because it's kind of like the internet and there is a guy selling soap with a prize inside get your soap with a prize inside for like 50 cents and there is like of course like you've used up all the soap by the time you find out there's no prize inside And it's like a whole big fraud and like fraud is like literally the thing that we try to protect people from. And so like NFTs feel fraudulent in like a lot of ways. Do you have like a take on this as a collector? Yeah.
3: So, um, you know, I've spoken to a couple of sort of the, you know, NF, NFT and, and adjacent companies. And I, I personally don't collect mint NFTs, um, you know, not the kind of collectible, like, I, I want, like, the physical thing that I can hold and put on my bookshelf and whatever. And, you know, like, that gives me joy and satisfaction. Like, you know, some people want that certificate of authenticity, essentially, right? It's like a, essentially a digital certificate of authenticity, right? And then, like, you can have a copy of the underlying thing. I don't understand
1: right? why Ben is pointing to his shirt while he's... Why, right now, Sorry. He, he, I,
3: want, he, he wants. I think he wants you to ask me if my wife, Aparna, thinks my hobby of collecting toys is more or less ridiculous than his dog shirts. Yeah, least...
2: I was actually thinking he wanted his
1: dog shirt. Yeah, oh, I that's what he was saying. That? I'm
3: just okay. Oh yeah, yes. I mean, oh,
1: Alicia okay. yeah, okay. charades. Uh, nice. I like that.
3: I like that. And little fun charades.
1: I'm like. I'm like a bed. We, we can, can make NFTs. For... Okay. Right? But also, you, could we... we not make NFTs? Because that I'm, would be less terrible.
2: Okay, I, I can't
1: hear NFT and not hear the I I don't skit think I've seen that. It. What is it?
2: And and see Nathaniel Gleischer doing it as karaoke. Is there a so, video of that? Because I, just, I would love to see
3: Nathaniel. Um
2: I have no video of him doing karaoke, uh, but that is his go-to karaoke. <clears throat> And then NFT, it's like an Eminem song, and uh, and I, it's all just like it's like Richard Gere and Michael Douglas in my head. They're just like merged into one weird wired thing. So you say NFT, and I hear that video, yeah, and see Nathaniel doing karaoke.
3: Yeah, I- I'm 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 intrigued to see where NFTs go. Right, like you know, like do you buy a sports ticket? Like, like we're going to see um, the comedian uh, Hasan Minhaj tonight in San Jose, which is going to be awesome because I think I think he's fantastic and. You know, this ticket from Ticketmaster doesn't have an NFT attached, but like lots of it others does do.
1: Have isn't... an uh, arbitrary dis- <laughs> dispute resolution, like or not? Arbitrary, it does. Yeah. Jams yeah. is gonna we're gonna we're gonna okay, go to the jams, jams conference do, you're, and and, you're and, and, and complain,
3: jam. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah exactly. about
3: Ticketmaster's rent-seeking fees. Um, but like, I I can see sort of like the marketing and sort of like that sort of thing where it's like more like sort of digital content and like an add-on to things, and you're starting to see that I think in sports and media as part of marketing and engagement. Paying six million dollars for an NFT that you then do what with? I, I don't really see what the long term there there is, but um, you know, in five years, where NFTs are is going to be radically different with, than where they are now, and like. Do you
1: think that's true? Or do you think it's just gonna end up being like a theory? Like, I mean, I feel like people who have theorized about the power of money and the gold Mm -hmm. standard, like, which is one of the reasons neoliberals are so drawn to like, NFTs and blockchain. But like, there is a part of this that is like, theoretically, like, will it go away? Like, as I told if like, right, but as I told my students, like, if you created a market, for receipts of people selling you the Brooklyn <laughs> Bridge. Like you could literally, like someone writing you a fake title and you created a market for it and that was what you wanted. Yeah. Right? So, it was like, that's like the whole game. That's money, man. Like no, that's but, like, it just, yeah. Is that like
2: selling Scottish
1: lordships and titles.
3: I want one of those. Um,
1: Eli is a, is like, that's his, that when he phases out of his collecting, collect toys he's going when to i can do. afford to buy i'm titles. gonna buy a
3: title with all my toys when i sell them that's when i'm gonna liquidate the collection and Buy, buy. Mean, doesn't get,
1: it doesn't get you anything what it used to you used to get like an estate like what? and there's just yeah
3: so
2: no you're getting
1: uh, a square foot of scottish land i don't
3: know if, i don't yeah. know if that's worth it um
1: Maybe. but oh, yeah
3: so i don't know what's gonna happen with nfts like i do think like broadening to web three, right? Like there are some big players in that space who are really thoughtful and interesting, like Circle, like FTX, big ones like Coinbase. And like, there's something there, right? And what exactly it develops into, I don't exactly know. And I think that's that is interesting. Like, I, I'm not one of these like, pro crypto web three blockchain bros who's moving down to Puerto Rico and pretending like governments and societies and rules don't exist but um i'm also not like 100% dubious that like everything is going to crash and burn like certain things are i think going to prove useful and some of them you know may go that like I, I don't know it's 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 hard to sort of pick winners and losers right now but like you are seeing interesting things with stable coins and stuff that i think are like worth watching but nfts i, I don't know
1: ben has texted to say that oh wait i'm sorry i'm fucking it up um bet is texted to say i would prefer a scotch yeah to land in scotland i think was the comparison he's a little late on his delivery you'll have to forgive him i'm also moving my hand when i'm actually talking I like. By I'm way. not a puppet master. Let's just be honest. <laughs> you are. You are
3: clearly. Um, <laughs> literally and figuratively, yes.
1: Yeah. Um. But no. Yes. Exactly. Uh. The. But Eli. Okay. So this is. Oh. Ben also doesn't want a Scottish lordship. But I'm not going to pick up the puppet and do that again. But that's what he's doing. But what? What about <laughs> content
3: moderation in Web three? Um.
1: I am literally content moderating right now. You have. This <laughs> and child pornography that Ben is sending me right now is just absurd. And so, like obviously, I'm content moderating for you. Um, but I do think that there is, uh, I do think that there is, um to kind of bring it all back to puppet masters and web three and Elon a little bit and kind of everything that we started the conversation with, like, I don't know. Do you think that everything that happened with Twitter? I'm gonna end with this question. Do you think and Ben you can just give a an up or a down or like a whatever type of pantomime you want to give? But like what is your are you up and like Alicia, what are you gonna answer this question, too? Like, are you optimistic, pessimistic, optimistic, pessimistic, or like about Mm. like what's gonna happen in the next the first question is the next one year of online speech and then I'll ask a follow-up. What's your view, Eli?
3: Optimistic or pessimistic? Um, I mean, I can describe it either way, depending on, like, from whose vantage point, right? So I, I think, though, I'm going to go with the a optimistic.
1: Citizen, a, a citizen vantage point. From I, I don't know
3: if citizens. Point. Like, I was going to take it from the perspective of, like, the field. Like, I think the trust and safety, like field is congealing, maturing, developing with trust and safety professionals association, better quality research, long form that you and others, write, And these issues are now getting more attention. Unfortunately, some of the debates like Elon Musk's debate on, is just like stupid because you have people who are consciously just not paying attention and, and, and respecting the work and thinking that has happened over the past decades of scholarly and practitioner sort of effort. But I do think you have like really serious teams of people at, at many important companies that are continually improving and doing better, thinking more, dedicating more resources. What concerns me is just, right, I mean, trust and safety is not why we as societies are struggling and and democracies are crumbling and backsliding, right? Like Like offline harms and offline conduct is inextricably linked to the online. And I think that there's, a push and pull there about where are you going to see worse, more toxic things over the next year? You know, I'm not, you know, super enthusiastic about the direction the United States is going in or, or many other democracies these days, but I I do think that, you know, companies are getting better and thinking about this. And so like, you know, maybe some incremental progress is possible or it could just all go to shit. I mean, you know, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Whoa. I have returned. Um,
0: I have no idea how that happened uh but suddenly I blinked out and when I came back you can he- you could hear me all right so this is the part where I get to retaliate for all of the uh of the forced silencing um uh so first of all uh on the poll there is no way that uh uh um collecting expensive uh, um, uh, uh, packaged toys is not more eccentric than wearing a T-shirt with dogs on it. Uh, And so I just want everybody to think very hard about their votes on the second question here, because um, you're you're all putting me collectively in a terrible situation. And I wanna add um, that, Um, uh, to those of you who have dog shirts or lion shirts or, uh, uh, or other kind of shirts, um, uh, you guys have an obligation to speak up because this, um, uh, this poll is, 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 is about you as well as about me. Um, number three, um, uh. Boba Fett, really? <laughs> yeah,
3: Boba Fett's cool. He's mysterious. That armor's badass. You know, Yoda is my favorite for the record, though, because Yoda has wisdom and substance and a lot of power. You know,
0: I see. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I just want to I want to go back to the question of Aparna here. Um, would Would Aparna find? you wearing a dog shirt more or less embarrassing than uh, you uh, collecting these toys and talking about them on and low of fun?
3: I, I don't know. I, I think if you were to, to give her the option of me wearing a dog shirt to some like work event with her, that was her work event, and I was the significant other wearing a dog shirt, versus people coming to our house and them being displayed like in a public part of the house, like in our living room on a bookshelf... Um, That'd be a really hard call. And you're, you're, pro- you're probably right that if she had to look at them every day in the house, that would be more mortifying than the embarrassment of me wearing a dog shirt, you know, out in public.
2: So, but when you come back on here to talk mm-hmm. about how you're trolling the OSB, will Aparna come on here and answer that question for us? I mean, I feel like you I, should. I can, do I, this can as I can ask experiment. her too. Sure.
0: Yeah. See, let, see. Let, let Let's have Aparna. uh okay, I, I, I,
3: I will ask her. She's She's actually at work right now because she has a job, whereas I don't. So um, that's why I can't ask her to like come on in because she's in the office right now. So.
2: Okay. Uh, so K- God. I, I think
0: you should text her. Uh, and ask and in the meantime uh kk uh we have uh somebody who wants to speak up on behalf of of animal shirts uh if you look at your texts you will uh 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 good
1: good i will fix it sorry um so i I, I don't know like i feel like i'm vaudevillian right now i feel like i've got like a like a like a paper bag puppet on one hand that I just created out of whole cloth, paper bag cloth, but whole cloth, and like then I'm like also like you know like uh, being an executive pro- producer on this uh, this year show. Let me just yeah sure just well I'm not I'm
0: not sure we have ever done a uh uh a, the puppet.
1: A- the puppet is the captain. Why am I? Why am I talking when I talk? I'm I don't know.
2: Mental. Okay. There we
1: so, go. Hi, Ev. Okay. Nice Bye, to see you. Yeah.
2: Let's
1: yeah. See the, let's see Let's see that. Let's see your proud lion shirt. Okay. Can can we differentiate the lion shirt experience from the dog shirt experience for a second? Yeah. These uh, are different. It's a, sub, it, it's a sub-gen- it's subgenre. It's sub it's a sub-genre, <laughs> yes.
0: Because I, I, I think I lion it. shirt um, evolved out of, uh, 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 out of the dog shirt matter. So does that um, mean
1: that? So I want you to acknowledge that the more primitive, primitive form of this is the dog shirt, such as to be like the slime coming out of the muck. (laughs) Well, no, no, let
0: let us be precise about the relationship between dog shirts and lion shirts. Uh, Ev was thinking about animal shirts and because she has a mane, a lion-like mane of hair. Um,
1: It is uh, very, yeah.
0: Mane-like. Um, uh, uh, she decided that she had to wear lion shirts. Uh, uh, um, which was a, a, I agree, an evolutionary development over the dog shirt.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely different. Uh, and
2: it was actually, it was I, I did not decide that I wanted to, 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 to compare myself to a lion. It's a joke that has been running for a long time, and I just got, like, jump on it. when the one we were discussing with Ben about an animal you shirt. You owned it. Yeah. <laughs> I reappropriate. It's like
1: so. Do you get comments about your hair more or less when you wear a lion shirt? I it's brand new. It's brand new. It's just it's just right. Uh, so you I don't have, have yet. It. And
2: actually, the, the previous one I didn't wear it in public. But
0: <laughs> ben, but it's Im- yeah. but, but it's important to understand that uh, Ev also has another uh, important development of the dog shirt uh, theory which is that she has decided uh, that the lion shirt with a blazer is appropriate business attire for all situations, um, which we've been experimenting with because I, I did wear dog shirts now at two conferences, um, and, um, and, uh, but without a blazer.
2: Just, Down in
3: San Diego, did you wear one?
0: I did. At all, to all the events. I but
2: only I didn't...
1: Up. I love that. Like, why is that? Why is upsetting any type of kind of fashion norm not a good thing? I feel like it's a good thing always. It makes room for so many other people that just don't have the accessibility to certain types of norms. I know it's not necessarily what you do, right? I think you genuinely like your dog shirts. Uh, I thought a lot about putting some word in front of that, but then I decided against it. <laughs> Your dog shirts, <laughs> but like, but like I, I, like I just, you know, like do you think about kind of the effect that this has, like broader, uh, like a broader kind of like fashion sense with like kind of political statement of it?
0: I mean, I don't think of it as political at all. I just think of it as like people need to fucking lighten up about clothes, and um maybe maybe that's political um
1: it is political but yeah i
0: i just think um the whole the whole formality of attire strikes me as peculiar um and uh i i am delighted not to, oh. not, like, to have used the p- pandemic to stop participating in it.
3: No, listen, like, I would just assume wear a t-shirt and shorts to all things, and every time I can, I do. I just think the, like, I love t-shirts, I love informal, I just think the dog shirts are ugly. Like, I think that lion shirt was, like, qualitatively different because it was monochromatic and, like, sort of cool, whereas, like, I just think the dog shirts and, like, the 3D thing, I just, like, I, I, I'm i signaling that, like...
1: Ben, I think we're hitting on something, and Alicia, tell me how you feel about this. Like, what if we did a whole week that was just like we shock testing people with dog shirts? Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, it's,
3: isn't that on like the street? More, on the street, li- do it live story? on the street and just ask people.
1: No, but I I'd think be there that we should, like. I would just totally do that. I would just, and I think that the results would be insanely different in New York versus DC, for example. Like. I think in New like when I moved from New York to DC, I had shaved my head. And when I moved to DC, like people commented on my hair all like the lack of hair all the time. I would just get these people would just stare at me. And in New York, no one cared. It was amazing. I could just do whatever I wanted and no one cared. And like I think that would be different. It would be kind of interesting. Anyways, like to we should pick five correspondents and have them go out and do and-
3: I will do it in the Bay yes. Area, gladly, done. I will right. wear a shirt do you and go out and ask how people you what they think about. It.
2: How do you They're feel about like, this Hi. shirt? I love this right.
1: shirt. Yeah, you have to and put in a dog you. shirt and you have to go to your, and walk around and ask people how they feel. And it'll be like a basically like we're going to do like a, I want it to be kind of, I'm thinking kind of like comic the insult dog, but with dog shirts. Yeah, I think All this right. is gonna happen
2: I love triumph. The
1: C B C show talking to Americans, but
2: <laughs>
3: like real Americans? Yeah, no. Uh, no
0: uh, Alicia, I think you should, you know do a Toronto dog shirt uh
2: experiment. I could do Ottawa, but I'm gonna be gone in Europe for a month and I, I am Even not sure better. Do it in Europe. Like do it in to Europe to do that
1: yeah. in Paris. Do it in Paris. <laughs> please, <laughs> please do it in Paris. Will that wear would be good. Don't wear anything.
2: Come on. It was the one place in the world where my black wardrobe is acceptable. Speaking of people <laughs>
1: judging my clothes. Second place is also New York. But, anyways, okay, we are like 10 minutes over solidly. We have to wrap. But this was um, an incredible conversation, Eli. You can have a job and a lieu of fun whenever you want it.
0: Yeah, you're a great uh, American. You,
1: you're a great um, American. Thank you for you 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 sharing your toys. Ter-
0: terrible judgment and eccentricity. Um, and, um, Uh, And we will be back on Monday.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, we're going to be back on Monday with Del Harvey. We have it all lined up. So actually, I think this is going to be great. Um, It's going to be with a conversation with Del Harvey, who is the 13-year head of trust and safety at Twitter. So that will be fascinating uh, for an hour. Yeah, Alicia? When can we do cute aggression? Oh, soon. Now? Tomorrow? Tomorrow? I don't know. You do you I'm mean dog
0: shirt attacks on?
1: I I want to show right. on cute aggression and and I've been advocating for the Cincinnati Zoo. Okay, let's do this. I could we can totally put that together. Do oh, you yeah. want I have like a bunch of social psychologists that I know that like do this research and so it's fascinating. But yeah. Yeah, you're for it. Okay, great. I'm well, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the semester just ended for me and yesterday and so now we are going to be in lieu of Fun. In lieu of a job, I'm also not going to be doing my job for, uh, for the next 16 months, actually. And so until then, Ben,
0: we don't have fun anymore, but we can have conversations uh, in which we troll each other about meaningless nonsense while uh, being unable to talk uh and having serious conversations about content moderation while putting our uh phones uh live streaming through the uh uh while a puppet imit- uh talks <laughs> for us putting our phones through uh psa uh, sounds like yeah. a
3: blackout.
2: that was
0: that was really short and I succinct, guess. man. That's <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: destined
1: to be become a sailor. <laughs> it's it's up there with there. an
0: iterous effort to look at him. Because